even the big names, what you perceive to be as the huge names in the business, still always need more publicity. The more you understand in your head and in your heart that you're doing them the favor, the more confidence you'll have and the more you'll be willing to ask for. Hi, I'm Michael Sunoff, founder and CEO of HardToFindSeminars.com. For the last five years, I've interviewed the world's best business and marketing minds. Along the way, I've created a successful publishing business, all from home, from my two-car garage. When my first child was born, he was very sick, and it was then that I knew I had to have a business that I could operate from home. Now my challenge is to build the world's largest free resource for online downloadable MP3 audio business interviews. I knew I needed a site that contained strategies, solutions, and inside angles to help you live better, to save and make more money, to stay healthier, and to get more out of life. I've learned a lot in the last five years, and today I'm going to show you the skills you need to survive. Hi, this is Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Here's another one-hour consult with a lady named Kathy out of Canada. She had a wonderful idea about creating an information product through a series of audio recordings and interviews for a related niche industry. She had purchased my Audio Marketing Secrets product and took me up on my one-hour consult. So you're going to hear me really delving into some issues here that you will not hear in any of the other recordings. We really go deep into some of the issues, she had prepared a mountain of questions all related to strategy, creating, recording, setting up joint ventures for her information product. We also talk about potential revenue models that can come from all her efforts in creating dynamic audio interviews. So get ready. We're at about one hour long for this interview and you're going to love it. So let's get going. Why don't you just introduce yourself and tell me how did you first hear about HardToFindSeminars.com and how did you initially get to my site to order the Audio Marketing Secrets product and tell me why did you order the product? Well, my name is Kathy and the way that I found out about the website was that I have a subscription to Simpleology with Mark Joyner and he has recordings that he offers on his site to his members and as I was scrolling through I heard one from yourself actually I think it might have even been the live call that he had that night and it was on a subject about your audio and I was really excited about audio at the time so I took Mark's recommendation and checked out the product the reason I bought right away was I have to admit it was a really great offer I like the no commitment up front being able to check the product out first that made a real big difference to me because it was something I had to treat real carefully. I had a lot of expenses at the time, and I had to be careful about where I put my money. So when I first purchased the product and I did listen to it, I was thrilled, and I thought this was a great investment. So that's how it all started. Okay. You had mentioned you loved audio. Had you been toying around with the idea of developing a product, or did this idea come after visiting my site? I had been toying around with the idea of creating a product. I've always wanted to create my own info product and audio, but actually doing the interviews and not having live interviews happening and actually having something pre-recorded, that was something new that I did get from listening to the audio on your product. Okay. Well, you've got a very good voice for interviews. Oh, thank you. And have you done interviews before? No, I haven't. Only for my other work, interviewing people so that I can help them do marketing. I see. And what do you do currently? I'm a marketing consultant. For the last two years, I've been freelancing on my own. Okay. How's that going? Not bad. I need to do something else that's a little bit more exciting for me right now, and that's where this whole other side project has sort of taken shape. Okay, very good. You had mentioned in your email you want to create an information product based on the market niche related to internal cleansing and health detoxification, using internal cleansing and detoxification to improve health by ridding the body of toxins. When did you first become interested in this? Oh, goodness. It's been years. I would say probably since I was about 19 and then really got seriously interested about six, seven years ago. 
Did you have some kind of dramatic benefit from doing detoxing yourself? Yes, several times actually. Probably the most exciting results that I've had were about three years ago. And from that point on, I was really sold on the whole idea and I wanted to start sharing it with others. So I've been quietly converting everybody around me <laughs> in my family environment and social circle to really explore the benefits of detoxing. What do you say to like all the critics out there who says it's just a bunch of BS and you know the body naturally eliminates itself and it really doesn't work? Did you get a lot of that negativity about that? No, not usually. People are, on the other hand, quite curious to learn more about it. That's what I find, at least the people that I speak with. I don't speak with a lot of strangers about it, but the people that I know even a little bit once we start talking, they're curious to learn more about it. I think there's enough buzz about it now that it's sort of in the back of their mind. Now, are we talking about mainly enemas? I guess that would be a part of it. But it's more than that. Yeah, there's a whole other world to it. Enemas would definitely be included as one way that you can definitely rid your body of toxins. Okay, but you want to address the whole health aspect of it, not just that one particular aspect. More, more holistically, like looking at the entire body and the different ways you can go about cleansing yourself, ways that you can avoid toxins in the first place, and so going sort of from start to finish, how to avoid them if you are toxic, how to get the toxins out, and how to maintain optimal health. Well, I will say this. I think because you have a passion for it and you've had some great benefits from it yourself and getting into a market like this, especially from a good positive experience, is a good idea because as you're creating your business and creating these audio recordings and doing interviews related to the subject, you have some knowledge about it. You can relate some personal experience. And you can interject your passion, your enthusiasm, and your real-world experience into these interviews, and that is all going to really come across. So when I tell people, to come up with an idea or product, you want to do something that you enjoy and that you feel good about and that you don't have to act or lie or act like you're excited about something that you're not. So I think you're way ahead of the game that you've had a great experience with it and you're choosing a market that's something you're passionate about. It sounds like you are passionate about this. Yeah. Also, I'm not a real expert on the market, but the health and wellness market is tremendous. I know that is a huge market, and being involved with a huge market is always a plus because especially with the aging population, health and diet and subjects like this are a passionate topic to learn about. So I think it's a great market to be in as far as developing and creating products to sell to this market. I think it's a responsive market. You want to do a series of audio interviews, and the people you plan to approach, you're saying here in your document, are all proponents of natural health and healing. Most of them work directly with internal cleansing and detoxing products or programs or advocate the use of them to improve health, prevent disease, and even eliminate illness. More than half of your potential joint venture partners you plan to approach have achieved international success and recognition and enjoy celebrity status. Now, you want to do audio interviews with them, and you've been planning to do these interviews yourself, although the thought of doing your first one makes you a little bit nervous, and you plan to use freeconferencecall.com to host the calls and audio AudioAcrobat.com to do the recording and create any audio clips for the promotion. Right. Okay. The conference calling service, do you know if they do a recording of the calls as part of a service? Yes, they do. All right. So they'll record the call and they'll send you the audio recording. I think they have it available for you to download. I would definitely recommend that you also record the call on your end and get yourself a digital recorder. On the page for the Audio Marketing Secrets, there's a whole recording on how to record and edit and publish audio recordings. You can read in the transcript and you'll see the devices that I use and what you'll need from Radio Shack to get set up. But I would record the call as well on your end because you're going to be on a phone, right? Right. I'm a recorder now, and I did pick up, as for your recommendation, I listen, the phone adapter. Okay, good. Have you played around with it? I did, and in fact, I think we might have run into a bit of trouble with it earlier. That was the phone line itself. I guess it just made it worse. Yeah, it can be a challenge getting everything set up right. You're going to have to play around with the settings. Sometimes you get a bad phone line. You may have a bad connection. It just all depends. But play around with it. Be persistent and get that set up and call a friend or someone and record the call and just practice and make sure the recordings are coming out good. It is a challenge to get set up, but once you get it set up, you don't have to touch it and it will work every time. If you remember the Mark Joyner call, if you were on that live call, we had 20 minutes of technical difficulties. Oh, I 
think I remember that. You remember that? We couldn't get into the call where everyone was muted out. He was in Australia, and it took 20 minutes to get that hooked up. Now, he was using a conference call service that recorded the call as well, and he wasn't doing any editing of his audios. If I hadn't have been recording that call, then when that call got posted up on his site, every listener, since he didn't edit, would be sitting through 20 minutes of technical difficulties. Now, because I was able to record the call, I was able to do some minor editing on it and provide him that recording. So it takes a lot of work getting these interviews set up, especially with celebrity and experts on the subject you're going to be interviewing. And you want to make sure you're going to capture that recording and don't always rely on these conference call services to do it for you. Also, the conference call services will record at a certain bit rate, meaning it may not be the highest quality recording you want. And if there's interference on the line, anything could happen. So always have a backup. Learn how to use your audio recording device and make sure that you are prepared to record the call on your end before you set these calls up or these interviews up. Another thing you may want to consider is doing interviews like I do, one-on-one interviews. You're nervous already about doing the first one. Now, if you have someone send out to their list and you've got a bunch of people on the call, kind of like Mark Joyner does, he's a pro. This guy's been interviewing people for years. But someone new, maybe like yourself, it is nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking for me to be on a live interview. And you only have one chance to do it. And sometimes your nerves can screw it up or you'll forget stuff that you wanted to talk about or there's technical difficulties or someone may not mute out the line and you hear the TV going and there's interference. These conference calls, when you're recording them, there's all kinds of interferences that can happen. And the conference call model, it's a good one because what it does, when someone sends out a promotion and says, we're going to have a live teleconference at this time on this day, it lets people know that this is the only time you can listen to it, and it will get a certain amount of people on there. Now, you also mentioned you're thinking about not offering the re-recording or the rebroadcast of the call. My philosophy with my site is I let anyone who comes to my site listen to the recordings. They don't even have to give me an email address or a name to access the content. Why is that? My main goal is to get my audio content in the heads of my visitors of the site. Let's say one of your experts promotes this live teleconference you're going to be hosting with him, positioned as an expert, and it's going to be at 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday. And they send out that email to their entire list. First of all, out of the entire list, let's say it's 10,000 names. Out of that entire list, you're only probably going to get 20% of the people from the email list to click through to the email. So you're already down from 10,000 to 2,000. And I'm basing these on my numbers as well. So you've got 2,000 people who opened the email and read the email. And then out of those 2,000, you may have another 20% who will actually consider going on the call. So that's 400 people. I don't even think you get 400 people. People on the call. Let's say you get 100 people on the call, but out of those people, how many of those people can actually do it on that Wednesday night at that specific time? I mean, people have all kinds of stuff going on in their life. They got kids, they got birthdays, they got dinners, they got other commitments, and at that time, in evening time, around dinner or soon there after dinner, you're already chopping off a huge potential part of your audience or your potential prospect to even give them a chance to listen to the call because you're telling them when they have to be on the call. Now, what if you just said you're doing a live, pre-recorded teleconference and the email went out and said you can listen to it right now, right here at this link. You don't even have to provide me your email or your name. Now, I know you're going, ho, 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 wait a minute. I'm not going to let them listen to my call without them giving me my email. I want to make them give me my email before they get to the call. That's how I'm going to build the list, right? And that's kind of the concept I had. I've played around with this, and it's a common question. Do I make them give me a name and email before I give them access to the call? Or do I give them access to the call and hopefully have a chance to sell them on what I'm trying to sell them? So your whole goal here is to set up joint ventures with these experts and sell products and services. Is that correct? Yes. That's where you're going to make the money. I mean, you're not doing this for free, and you're not doing it for your health. You're doing it to make yourself a living. And the only place that that living is going to come from is by people buying products and services that they buy as a result from listening to these audio recordings. 
not necessarily listening from a teleconference or a live recording. It's just a matter of them listening to the content. You're not going to get sales if you don't give them opportunity to listen. And you've got to make it as easy as possible for them to listen. You've got to take away every potential barrier that's going to keep that audio from going in their ears. And that barrier could be making them give you their email and their name. That barrier could be saying you have to show up on the teleconference on Wednesday at 9 o'clock Pacific Standard Time or it's tough luck. Well, people are going to say, forget it. i got other stuff to do. And you are going to potentially miss out on selling someone a product from that recording because you'll never get it into their ears. So my philosophy with my site, which I've found to work pretty well, is you make it as easy as pie and do them a favor. And keep in mind, those listeners are your customers. And if you care about them, you'll make it easy for them to digest your audio recordings or your pre-recorded teleseminars or your audio interviews or your teleclasses, whatever you want to call them doesn't matter. You want to get them in the ears of your prospect. Now, you may say, well, I'm going to miss out, and I'm not going to be able to build my list, and I'm not going to be able to sell them later on. Well, if you just make these people put their name and email address in before they listen to the calls, you may get a whole bunch of names, but it certainly doesn't mean they're qualified names. You may have a list of people who signed in, but just because they signed in, it doesn't mean they're really a qualified prospect. Would you rather have a list of people who really voluntarily signed up their name and email address after they listened to the call? Maybe prove yourself first. Give them free access to a call, interview, teleconference, teleclass, teleseminar, whatever you want to call it. Demonstrate that you're producing great value by providing this interview with your expert. And then on that same page or at the end of the recording, you invite them to leave their name and email address for your next teleseminar, your next teleclass. Then you've got a real qualified lead. So don't worry about the quantity of the names. It's really the quality of the leads. And it's not how many you get because you make them sign up before they come to your call. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, I'm just giving you ideas and opinions. You certainly don't have to do what I say. I'm just giving you some things to think about because our main goal is to get your audio content into the head of your potential prospects. By closing doors and putting limitations on when and how they can absorb that information, you are going to be losing sales. Now, if you think down the road and you're thinking about strategy, and you did mention it in this document, you want to think about how you can put and create your own products down the road that you can sell to your list. And that's a great strategy. That's what you want to do. Well, you may be able to have a teleseminar series or a training where they come out to your area where you bring these experts in. And you may want to charge $3,900 or $5,000 or $10,000 down the road. If you're closing doors on potential prospects in your promotion of your audio recordings or seminars or teleseminars, then you're closing the doors on potential prospects that maybe a year from now or 18 months from now could come to one of your $3,900 or $5,000 seminars or buy one of your high-end products. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't burn your bridges. Don't burn them. Leave the bridges open. Give anyone who receives that email an opportunity to go hear your best stuff without commitment. You said it just then when you heard the offer for my audio marketing secrets. If I told you you had to pay up 97 bucks right then before you got the stuff, we probably wouldn't be talking. I made it as easy as possible for you to make a decision. I didn't put limits on getting the information in your head. I proved to you first. And then you listened to the audio. You knew that what I had there was a value. And now we're talking. Down the road, you may turn into one of my clients, maybe years from now, where I help you produce and create an entire audio information product. And I charge $20,000 for something like that down the road. But I could have closed the door on a potential $20,000 order. So I want you to be thinking strategically that way, looking long term. Because as you start this, and if you're going to be in this for a while, two, three, four, five years goes by fast, and you will see you'll have people who listen to your audios or learned about you from years ago. They'll stick with you for years, and it may take them years before they become one of your higher-end customers. So I believe by offering the teleseminar and limiting the time, I think that model closes doors. 
I think you should keep all doors open and don't worry about the emails and names because as long as you offer it after you deliver your content, you're going to get a more qualified list. Maybe not as many, but more qualified because truly they're volunteering, putting their names and email addresses on your list rather than you making them do it because they just want to hear the recording. And a lot of times when you do that, they're going to put fake names in and stuff like that. You want real names, real email addresses, totally voluntary. All right? Yep. Thank you. Okay. So that's my dissertation on that. Let's see here. The future of my list. Once people register for the teleseminar series, they will begin to receive regular emails from me regarding the upcoming events. I think that's smart. I intend to develop a relationship with this new list so that once the series is over, they will still be responsive to my emails. I think that's a great idea. And you will be developing the relationship in your interviews as you do the interviews with these experts. That's where you're going to be developing your relationship with your listeners. They're going to hear you asking the great questions on their behalf. You're an advocate for them. You're asking questions that they are too afraid to ask. That's where you are doing them the favor and you're developing your relationship with your listeners in the audio interviews and the recordings in the teleseminars. Your mailing list will be just a way to deliver information of when they can hear the next one. And down the road, you hope to create your own products using the audio recordings you make with each of the speakers and then sell that to my new list. I could also really use your help to brainstorm exactly what those recycled products could be. Well, that's where the great thing comes. The more you talk, the more you make. The more interviews you do, you have intellectual property. Those little interviews, if they're done right, are little money-making machines. They're little salesmen that can sell product any time of the day, 24-7 for you. And as you collect and do more and more interviews with your experts, you can take those interviews and you can package them and you can sell them. You could create a series of the 10 best detox experts this side of the Mississippi, you can create all kinds of products. You could take one interview with a great expert and you could angle it and niche it five or ten different ways. Because if you're covering all different subjects on detoxification, you may talk to them about enemas. You may talk to them about herbal detoxing. You may talk to them about detox through perspiration or all kinds of different aspects of it, okay? And let's say you have the same questions for each one of your experts. You could break those interviews down and you could say, here's a collection of interviews related to detoxing through perspiration from 10 of the best experts. You can niche each section, each type of detox method, and that can become its own product, even though in the interview you talk about other methods of detoxification. I get it. Okay. Okay. Any one of my interviews, I'm talking about copywriting, direct mail, all kinds of stuff. Well, I could take and package, and each description of my interview can be something totally related to how I want to angle it. So you do the work once, but you can market it many different ways depending on how you slant the description and how you describe what the listener is going to be hearing. You can do it from all different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great. So those audio recordings are going to be the meat of your product and also, as you saw, how I did my product. Every time you do an additional audio recording, you can add that to the product. And the more audio recordings you have, the more valuable your product becomes and the more you could charge for it. And then each one of those audios should definitely be transcribed and turned into written printable transcripts. And those transcripts, each one on its own, is really a book. It's a mini book. It's a question and answer session. Each interview is a book once it's printed in transcript form. And you take ten of them and put it together, and you've got a super book of transcripts of the best experts on detoxification in the U.S., and you could call it the Bible of detox from America's leading experts on detoxification. You could call it a system or a seminar. You can put it in a three-ring binder, and now it's something that you can sell for two or $300. And you can keep adding to it. Does that make sense? Yes. That's kind of what I was hoping you were going to say that would be a good viable way to do it. But I had one question based on that. Has this has been a hope, a goal, a dream, whatever you want to call it, to be able to combine all of those audios put them together into a product and then offer that on its own. How do you handle things with your speakers? Do they ever ask you for their own rights to the interview? 
No. When you approach them, you have to take the attitude that you are doing them the favor. They're not doing you the favor. You're doing them the favor. They have a product or a seminar or a service that they provide related to detoxing, and they are using you for free advertising because you're going to be interviewing them. You're going to be exposing their expertise to people that they do not have access to that could potentially lead them to customers. That's the main reason they're doing the interview with you. It's not just to be nice. They're looking at it from a business standpoint. It's free publicity. All they have to do is sit on the phone and answer your questions. Now, because you have the attitude that you're doing them the favor, you're going to bring them potential customers that they would never, ever had just by doing this interview. You want to do good negotiation. Now, I don't know what kind of services or products that these experts that you'll be interviewing have and it depends on the margins, but you want to negotiate yourself some good deals. If you're going to be doing the interviews and you're going to be publishing and doing all the marketing, you tell them you're going to be doing all the editing, and it's very expensive to publish and promote an expert, and you tell this expert you're going to be promoting them, which you are. But anyone you bring to them, you want a piece of the action. This is if you want to do this. Not everyone you talk to may be a potential partner to do an affiliate thing with. So you've got to see what are they currently selling, how much is it selling for, is it something you think would be worthwhile selling. So let's say they sell a detox seminar where people fly out to Arizona and they pay $5,000 to go to this detox clinic for the week, okay? Let's say that's their product they sell. That would be exciting for you to promote because you can negotiate. If you bring someone to their seminar, you could ask for 50 to 70% of the fees or the tuition. Don't be shy about asking for up to 50%. you got to look at, well, what are their margins? What does it cost for them to put another person in one of their detox seminars? It's really just another seat. It costs them nothing. And once they have a customer, you're just asking for that first initial sale, a percentage of that. You're going to share it with them, but that person will become their customers, and they'll be able to sell them years down the road. So they're going to truly benefit in the long term. If you interview this expert and you design in their interview that you you want to push this upcoming detoxification retreat, you want to negotiate a percentage of that tuition. So you want to find out what are they selling, how much do they sell it for. If they're just filling another butt in the room, you want half of that, or you'll ask for 70% of it. Don't be shy. This is going to come with your confidence. The more you understand in your head and in your heart that you're doing them the favor, the more confidence you'll have and the more you'll be willing to ask for. If you feel like, oh, they're doing me the big favor and my service really isn't that much value, you'll say, well, will you give me 3% of it? You know, it's just all based on confidence. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. If you don't have the confidence now, I'm going to tell you right now, you just act like you do. Fake it. Okay? Yeah. Because interviews have legs. In an audio interview, it may be downloaded by someone. You never know who's going to be listening to your interview. And if that interview can sell you three or four of these seminars and you've asked for 70%, you can make yourself a good living just on one interview. What if the margins are small? Well, let's say that this person is selling supplements, okay? Yeah. And there's not that much margin. Well, you got to ask yourself, do you even want to mess with that? Do you even want to become an affiliate for that? You may. you got to ask yourself, what reason do I want to interview this person? Is it because I want to set up a joint venture with their product and make money on their product? Well, if their margins are small and you just can't make that much money, well, you may want to interview them for their marquee value, their name. They have a big name. And by you interviewing a big name person in the health and detoxification industry, it elevates your status. It gives your website credibility. Hey, she's interviewed this guy. I mean, she must really be something to have contacts with people like this. It brings your expertise up, okay? And the name recognition on your website certainly doesn't hurt you, does it? No. So you may want to do an interview and let him toot his own horn and let him sell his own health products and you can send your people over to his site without asking for anything in return. But what you get in return is that feather in your cap 
fact that you interviewed this big-time player on your website. And that can go a long way because in your promotion, you can promote your website. You say, I've got interviews with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Similar to Mark Joyner. Mark Joyner is a very well-known Internet marketer. I get to put his name that I've interviewed Mark Joyner. He's on the headline of my main site. There's a lot of value that came from that, even though I interviewed him before he interviewed me. But the initial interview I did, it was really from a marketer to a marketer. It was an interesting interview and the best interview that I've received from someone, but his name was valuable. Having that name is valuable. I was going to ask you, if you don't mind, would you handle those people differently when you're negotiating? Oh, the people who you don't want to sell their products? Yeah, somebody who doesn't really have a lot of value monetarily in terms of affiliate sales or even just negotiating your commission. How would you present the whole idea to somebody like that? You just after them because they're a big name and they probably know it. <laughs> well, what I say, what's in it for them? It's free publicity for them. You're building a site based around detoxification. They're an expert in the field. And if CNN came to him and said, would you like to be on our panel for health and nutrition about detoxification and be one of our guests on national TV? They're going to say, yes, it's free publicity. They get to mention their website. They get to mention the health products that they're selling or their new book that they came out with. And if there's not really much money to make from them, but you want them for the marquee value, their name, let them do it. That's fine. The way you handle them is you say, look, this is free publicity for you. It's going to bring you customers you never had. And you don't have to educate them on that. They know that. You're a professional interviewer within the health and detoxification industry, and you'd like to invite them to be a guest on your Internet radio show. Position yourself as the expert on this field. There's something real important to talk about, though. This is really critical. Some of these people, you want them for the name, and then some of these people, you want them for the potential joint ventures. So we talked about an example of maybe promoting and selling a retreat that sells for $5,000, and you've negotiated 50% of the fee if you bring them anyone. Anyone who listens to your interview and they come to their site or they contact them, then you're going to get 50% commission. So you agree on that. But how are you going to control the flow of leads. This is real important because with the Internet, if you're doing an interview with them and you mention their first and last name and you give away their website and you give all kinds of information of how they can contact this interviewee, the person listening to the audio recording or the teleseminar or the training can just go around you and go directly to him and sign up for the retreat and then you're out the money, right? Right. Well, we do not want that to happen, do we? I have had that happen to me, as many others have, and I have devised an effective plan to keep this from happening. And it's very simple. You do the interview, and you let them mention their full name, and you let them mention their websites and all that stuff. But when you do the editing, if you've established and set up a joint venture and you have an agreement, and you can tell them how this is going to work before you set this up. You say, okay, we're going to do the interview. We have an agreement. Anyone I bring to you, you're going to pay me 50% on the sign-up fee. Is that correct? And you get that agreement. You can get it in writing. You can get it orally. If they're going to screw you, they're going to screw you. They're either honest or they're not. But this is going to help keep them honest. When When you publish the interview, you're going to remove their last name, and you're going to remove any kind of information that could lead your listener directly to them. But you're going to have and set up a phone number that you control. And I talk about this in one of my interviews. I don't know if you heard it. There's a service called call8.com, K-A-L-L-8.com, and they do Service Canada. So for 2 bucks, you can pick up an 800 number or a regular hotline telephone number. And at the end of the interview, you can simply say, for more information on this health retreat, contact me at this number and have that phone number. You can also have this phone number at the end of the description or in the transcript. So someone who listens to the audio recording, whether they're downloading it or they take it with them on their iPod or they're listening online or they're listening on the phone, however they're listening, whether it's on a CD or whatever, as long as you have a relationship with this person in this joint venture, that phone number is going to be your number that you control. And then as long as everything's good with that joint venture partner, you can have that number forwarded to your joint venture partner. So when someone calls a number, it goes directly to the guy putting on the retreat, and the phone call is recorded. So you get a copy of the initial call and the recording from that lead that you generated. And it's emailed to you, so you have absolute proof that that lead came from you. You have the recording of the first call, and you have a timeline documented because this call eight service will send you the recording and the time that the call occurred, and you can archive all these calls 
calls on this call eight service. So you'll have a record of that. If the guy's going to screw you out of a commission and he knows that this is how you're going to set it up, you say, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to have a phone number. I control. The initial calls are recorded. So we have a track of who I brought to you through my marketing efforts in the interview that I produced for you. Okay? I'm sure before you came up with this way of doing it to protect losing leads or losing commissions, did you have any luck with trying to offer between a joint venture partner and yourself and doing the interview saying that perhaps there's a special offer only available to people who are going through this website or because they've heard it from you? Yeah, yeah, that's effective. You can do that. So you can pre-plan it. Let's say that you're interviewing the guy who puts on these so-called retreats. Well, you're the producer of this interview, and absolutely, just like Mark Joyner did, when he set it up where we're going to be talking about at the end of this interview how Michael Senoff put together a special offer only for Simple Allergy members. You just follow that format and you can do the same exact thing. You can go to my site, go to the transcripts of the Mark Joyner call and you can just look at those transcripts word for word, how he worded it, and you can use that exact same technique. And so you pre-agree with your joint venture partner what we say, anyone listening to this call right now, we've got an upcoming seminar, upcoming retreat on December 2nd through December 7th and anyone who has listened to this call, who calls in, can immediately take $500 off the tuition fee if they act within the next 48 hours. Right. Yes, you can do that. You can make special offers to increase response specifically for anyone listening to that call. And anyone listening to that call, it would be okay for them to get the discount. Now, keep in mind, if we're saying that it's for a specific retreat on a certain time down the road, if they're putting ongoing seminars, you may not want to put a date in there because then it would expire. You know, let's say your audio recording is still being played after December. It wouldn't make sense. So you would either have to update that or when you make the offer, make it a blanket offer that would work anytime someone listens to the interview. It may be $500 off any product or service we have at our detox center. And that could include discounts on our retreats, our products, our services, our cleansing services, whatever. Okay, you mentioned, I may have read this already, you hope to create your own product using audio recordings I make with each one of these speakers and then sell that to my list. I could also really use your help to brainstorm exactly what those recycled products may be. Audio, transcripts, unpublished interviews. Okay, as you collect more and more interviews, some of them can be free interviews that you get on your site to generate leads and to generate sales. And then some... Some of those interviews, you could do these interviews but not publish them on your site, and then you have an exclusive interview that anyone who's been to your site has not heard. It's something that then you could sell. Now, I also want to get back, when you're setting these deals up with your potential interviewees and your potential joint venture partners, you want to tell them everything. You want to get their permission to record the call. You want to let them know if you're going to do a joint venture, how you're going to set it up, talk about the number that you control. Just be upfront with everything. You're the expert, so they're listening to you for your expertise on how you're going to handle this. And if they want the free publicity, they're usually going to say, no problem, let's just do it. You know, they want to do the interview and potentially get new publicity and new sales and new customers from doing the interview. How many directly with them, Michael? Like, I'm not sure if someone like Mark Joyner was hard to reach. Well, with Mark Joyner, he had signed up onto one of my sites, and I was able to deal with him directly initially to set up the interview, but he has a personal assistant. So if you're getting some big names, you may be talking to their personal assistant or their production manager, whoever. There's someone in charge if they're not doing it directly. There's someone who handles marketing and public relations, and you better believe that public relations person in charge of getting him business is going to pay attention to your invitation for an interview. That's what he's paid for, to get the guy publicity. So I'm sure they'll be open to your interview invitation. Have you had good success with that, dealing with the middle person? Yeah, not a problem because you're doing them the favor. Every time you send out an invitation, you're not going to get everyone to say yes. You may only get two out of ten to say yes. It's just numbers, you know. you got to ask yourself, well, how many good interviews do I need of experts? I don't know how many experts there are in the detox field, but if you're persistent, you can get them. The ultimate goal is to develop a site that sells physical products, consumables, beauty products, household products, and information products, audio and books, around cleansing and detoxing, and living a less toxic life. This site would house the original audios done through this series. 
Okay, so talk to me about your ideas for this. You see a site selling health supplements and what other kind of stuff? Good question. What I'd like to do first is I'd like to start it out with information products and then kind of build it from there. I mean, I have to have a focus. Otherwise, I try to be too many things to too many groups, and I don't think that that's going to work. I would agree. You know, my advice, stick to information products. Forget the duty products and the household products and the consumables. Stick to the information. Information is a consumable product, and their margins in these products are 10, 20, 30, 40 times, 50 times what you can get from any of these other products. Plus, there's no inventory. They don't expire. You're not dealing with FDA stuff, you know, making claims and stuff like that. There's enough margins and information products for you to make a nice living. Yeah, I'll probably just see that. At least for the intern. At least for now. This should keep you pretty busy for now. Yeah, I think so. All right, timing. I would like to begin approaching potential partners next week. Ideally, I would like to begin the series by the last week in November. What are your thoughts? Go for it. My thoughts are get started. Start with one interview or one teleseminar. I plan to have two teleseminars per week, first come, first serve. Don't think I will do any replays. Still considering that. I'd like to continue through December and then pick up again in January. This topic works well January through February as spring is a great time to do a cleanse or detox. You know, I think the detox will work all year long, and two teleseminars a week is, I think, something simple to accomplish as long as you send out enough invitations, and they add up quick. That's eight a month. Six months, you'll have 48. That's a good amount of interviews on the subject of detoxification. Your site will probably be the best site for the most free information on health and detox. just takes time and work to do. What else can you think of that's looming in your head? Do you give the speakers access to the recording? Like if they say to you, well, can I use this on my own site? Yeah, that would be fine. You tell them that they can use the edited version. So you can say, sure, once I do the editing of this audio interview, you're more than welcome to use it on your site. You can send it out for free to your members, what have you. Because when you do the editing of your interview, you're going to have all kinds of advertising at the end of that interview promoting you, getting those listeners back to your site. Have you listened to any of my other recordings at the main site, hardtofindseminars.com? Yes, I have. And you've gone all the way through to the end. You hear my tips. This is a bonus tip. Yeah. So I'm always trying to get that listener back to my site. That's the main goal. And since you own the interview and it's your interview and you're doing the editing and you're going to put the introduction on it and you're going to put an ending and in the middle of the interview you'll say, for more interviews like this, go to www. You know, you advertise all through your interview to get those listeners. So if he sends it out to his list, absolutely. Because it's going to get people back to your site. If they want to know more about cleansing and detox and they have an opportunity to hear your other free interviews and to be sold on your other joint venture partners' products and to be sold on your upcoming seminar, you know, the whole idea is get them back to the site and give them good value for them to listen to and download. Okay, that makes sense. Another thing you can do is you could say no, and once you publish the interview and you get it up on your site, you tell them, however, I won't give you the interview, but once it's posted on my site, I will let you know, and you may send that an email to your list and direct them to the link where they can hear the interview that we did on my site. And that way they can say, hey, here's an interview I did with this expert on detox, and you can go listen to it, and they'll direct their customers directly to your site, which would be even better. Yeah, that's probably the better way to go. What do you think in terms of being able to add value to a joint venture opportunity? Let's say there was somebody that you really wanted to interview. They were either already inundated with similar opportunities. You really wanted them for your own reasons, whatever those are. What do you think you could come up with as an offer that you could do, just something that you could do that would completely benefit them as an idea to say, okay, what if I did this? What if I offered you this? they trying to think of something else audio-related. I think I got the idea from one of your other recordings, which was doing a follow-up interview based on the questions that end up coming in from either your list or their list, and then following up, doing another interview with them, answering those specific questions. Well, I think if you position yourself as the expert in the field as far as the number one source for audio content and downloads and interviews related to health and wellness and detox experts, that should be enough. You could also say that when you do an interview with us, we completely produce the interview, we edit it, and we give you a master of that interview that you can use to send out to your list and offer and sell your products and services. Now, this would be for someone where you don't have a joint venture set 
set up. Or you could still set up a joint venture and you can tell them that they get the master and we'll pay for all the production and they will have a audio recording that is designed to sell them and position them as an expert and sell the products and services that they have available. So you'll produce an entire audio infomercial that they get the rights to just for doing an interview with you for your site visitors. That could be something, offering them the rights to that recording. But letting them know that you're going to be publishing that interview on the World Wide Web and on your popular website, and you may be broadcasting it as podcast, you just let them know that the exposure potential is huge for them to sell more books, more products, and more services. That should be enough. Even the big names, what you perceive to be as the huge names in the business, still always need more publicity. You know what my problem is, is that I'm not established yet. I want to make sure that I'm up front to them. Okay, well, you heard me say huge potential distribution. You don't have to let them know that I'm not established yet. You can say you're building the world's largest free resource for audio interviews with health and detox experts. You plan on interviewing him, 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 him. Name drop all the names of potential people who will be on the site. And you let them know that you'll be launching the site in February of 2007. Give a date. It doesn't mean you have to meet all those things. Use the words potential. You're planning. You're putting together. And you still can use that effectively even though you're not there, which is your intention anyway. Right. You could say, my intentions are, but don't let them know that I'm just starting this. It's just an idea. Talk as if it's already happened. Well, it is, too. It's no longer just an idea or wishful thinking. It's something that is being planned, so that's good. I have a question on segmenting now. You've talked about in your other interviews about once you have your niche in mind, then going around and kind of segmenting it. So then you start to target different areas of the niche, for example, smokers or people suffering from chronic illnesses. Okay, that's easy. Once you have all your interviews, let's say you have 10 interviews with all the experts on detox, you can niche any one of those interviews for segments of your market. So let's say you have your web page and you have the 10 interviews and you have descriptions of each one of the interviews of what this interview is going to be about and what that listener is going to hear and learn from the interview. Well, let's say the headline of one of your interviews is how to detox your body and feel better than you've ever felt in 48 hours. You want to take those 10 interviews and you want to create a different web page, and let's say you save the page as forward slash smokers. Okay, so this is your market. You're segmenting these audio interviews for smokers. So then instead of just how to detox your body in 48 hours and feel better than you've ever felt, you may say how smokers can detox their body in 48 hours and feel better than they've ever felt before. In this interview, if you're a smoker, you probably know that smoking cigarettes causes a lot of toxins in your body, and you're going to hear from expert blah, blah, blah on how to detox your body. If you're a smoker, you'll find this beneficial. You'll find 10 tips on how to detox. You know what I'm saying? You write the descriptions as if you're talking to smokers. So then your 10 recordings and your 10 descriptions, mainly it's in the description and in the headline of each one of your recordings, is marketed towards smokers. So when a smoker sees that, he believes that this detox education is just for smokers only. And when you segment and you pick a particular niche, you become perceived more as an expert and you can charge more money for the interviews. You just capture their attention. It's not so general, you know. It's niched for smokers. There's a guy who sells nutritional products. Now, they're the same nutritional products you can get at GNC, but he markets towards golfers. So these are nutritional products for golfers, but they're the same nutritional products you can get anywhere else. That's smart. So that's smokers. And then let's say there's another subset of women over 65 or women under 21. In the descriptions, you just talk to that market. So let's say you wanted to get one of your interviews out and you could find a list of smokers. I mean, if you found a health list of smokers or whatever that segment is, you're talking directly to them. You're providing information directly for them. And when they get to the web page and they see the descriptions of what these interviews are about, then they know it's exactly for them. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And do you ever consider selling your products because they're then so niche through affiliates? I've considered it, and affiliates can be a good way. I've just chosen against it. I don't want to mess with it. Affiliates, it's kind of like multi-level marketing. You know, you may have a 1,000 affiliates sign up, but only 10 of them actually do something. Those numbers are probably pretty accurate. I don't want to baby people. I don't have time to deal with a 1,000 people who aren't going to do anything and deal with the sign-ups and the affiliate software. I mean, I want my life to be easier. 
you could do an affiliate thing by invitation only. You know, you can have something on your website that says, if you're interested in becoming an affiliate, go here and you can have an application where you qualify the affiliate and if that's something you want to go. But affiliate marketing can be good. I'm personally not interested in it. If you really know how to market and do it yourself, you don't need affiliates because, like I said, out of a thousand affiliates, only ten are ever going to do something. And it's a lot of people to manage. Plus, another risk with affiliates you get these people out there making all kinds of claims on your product that you have no control over. And you can get in a lot of trouble if someone's promoting your product and they're making claims that they haven't okayed with you. That's going to come back on you. You lose control over the marketing of your products and services. And you want to keep that control. I personally would not recommend affiliates. That sounds good. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> all right. Well, if you do, let me know. Okay. All right. Has this been helpful? It's been very helpful. Thank you so much, Michael. Well, you're very welcome. I'll save this, and I'll upload it, and I'll send you a link where you can download it. Okay. That's wonderful. How long do you think it will take before I can do that? I I'll have it to you in a few hours. I'll save it. Oh, really? And, yeah, I'll do it for you. Thank you so very much, and I really enjoyed the interview, and it was really helpful. Thank you again. All right. You're welcome. That's the end of my consult with Kathy. I hope this has been helpful, and please make sure you listen to some of my other audio recordings here at Hard to Find seminars.com. Thanks for listening. It's Michael with Michael Sinoff's Hard to Find Seminars.com in another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this if you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for $97, $197, or even as much as $3,900 or more. This system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pack your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners' brains. My information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from $97 to $497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes. This is a 30-day free trial. If you'd like information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, $28 book, and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product. Hi, this is Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff, hardtofindseminars.com. Here is another bonus tip and a valuable service that I offer to select clients. If you can talk into an ordinary telephone, you can be selling your own high-priced audio programs in as little as seven days. This is the easiest way on earth to create a series of powerful audio recordings for your own information product. I call you on an ordinary telephone and interview you live on a series of related hot topics about your niche subject. I take care of all the editing, all the technical stuff, and I give you the finished MP3s or WAV files and audio transcripts. I only have time to give this deluxe personalized service to a few more carefully selected clients. If you're interested in developing and creating your own valuable information products that you could have complete in as short as seven days and be selling for as high as $300, $500, even $3,900, please contact me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line of your email, please write info product information in all capital. Make sure I have your name and a way to contact you by phone and we can talk about your specific ideas. Or you may call me at 858-274-7851. Hi, it's Michael Sinoff here with another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. It's called an audio infomercial. Your audio infomercial, which I create for you, will sell more products of yours faster, easier, and for less cost than any conventional advertising method, and I guarantee it 100%. Imagine catching yourself at concert pitch talking about what makes your business or your product service unique, what makes it special. 
imagine taking a professional recording of that perfect sales presentation that I create for you and giving it to your prospect as an audio CD or an internet download from your website. I can do this for you faster than you ever thought possible with my personalized audio informational recording service. If you're interested in this unique service, please contact me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line of your email, in all capitals, write audio infomercial, and I will get back with you with more information.